It's Tempo Waffle Time! Yay! Welcome to Teflon Waffle. <laughs> Where we waffle. About Teflon. Listen, to in this podcast, we are waffling about Teflon under a blanket. Well, we're attempting to. We're kind of draped under a blanket. No, the this blanket's draped over us. Yeah, and this is what we used to do when we were kids to hide away from our parents and... Um, I think Make it was more like about hiding it in your imagination than uh, hiding away from somebody. All right. In today's episode, as usual, Troy has a topic for us, and we're going to waffle about it for the next 20 minutes or so. Okay. And annoyingly enough, my topic was, was, and I suppose still is, about atmosphere. What would you say is the atmosphere of two grown men hiding in a blanket fort with a microphone? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that was the correct answer I I think if I were to ascribe an adjective to the current situation I would say warm (laughs) warm yes (laughs) okay even with the air conditioner on it's warm okay all right go all right so classroom atmosphere yes we all know what classroom atmosphere is so we're not going to bother explaining it to anybody right Uh, no no let's let's do that Okay. So under the humanist teaching regime, which we're currently working under at the moment, we no, consider... we're currently working under a blanket at the <laughs> yes, moment. Yes, that's true. We believe that humans are the most important part of the classroom rather than the content or the material that we're teaching or that was the sound of the fan. Um, <laughs> which is not on. It's just here it's as just a prop to hold up our blanket for. Um, <laughs> because people are the most... Because the students are the, are the most important part of the classroom... How they feel matters a lot, so we must make our classroom feel, we must have an atmosphere in our classroom where they feel comfortable or cared for or loved or whatever. Okay, so that's the classroom atmosphere. Okay, which actually, that's way more thought into classroom atmosphere than I've ever really put into it. Oh, really? I, I don't think about what it is, I just think about how to do it or how it is, not so much of what. For me, well, classroom atmosphere is just... Uh, Positive or negative, that's it. No, but I mean, there's different kinds of positive and different kinds of negative. Yeah, so sure, but I want positive, not negative. No, but I mean, you could have disciplined. Yeah, and discipline can be positive or negative. Yes, but that's very different from creative, uh, which is yes. positive. I mean, the thing is that a creative classroom is probably not going to be disciplined because creativity is, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm yeah, painting myself in a corner less, here. Less structured, <laughs> okay, we'll, okay, we'll give it that. All right. Okay, uh, for me, classroom atmosphere is simply, uh, this. Uh, now that I'm about to say it out loud, I realize how wishy-washy it sounds, a positive mental state in, that facilitates new information being... Yeah, look, the, the entire... The entire conception of language teaching over the last 40 years has been pretty fuzzy. 40? 50? Yeah, 70s to 20s makes 50. Okay, so, well, she's time to speak. Jesus. Okay, anyway, I mean, the thing is that it's all fuzzy. You're going to go into the classroom, you're going to talk, and then they're just going to learn. Yeah, which is, of course... It's it's fuzzy. And I want my students to feel... Loved. Oh, yes. And I want my students to walk out feeling warm, positive. Yes, it, it's it's kind of fuzzy. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all very but but it works. It does work. Uh, so for me, atmosphere is simply 
what, uh, not what, how, how do I feel as a student? Do I feel stressed, uh, overwhelmed, annoyed, angry, confused? Yeah. Uh, um, are we going somewhere with this? Can I interject a problem? Interject away. Okay, I'm going to say the problem <laughs> Wait, is... Wait, did you just interject with a question about interjection? <laughs> yes. And also, do you know what podcast this is? Awful. Yes. Okay. So the interjection here is uh, the fact that humans are just so random. Yeah. So if you've got a class of 40 students and I'm creating a creative, friendly environment where people are willing to, to take risks and experiment with their language production and so on, I'm going to have three students who think, what is this crap? Are we, are we actually learning anything in here? And then there's going to be another six students who go, geez, this teacher's such a, like a, Whatever you know, there's yeah. some some word adjective there, and then there's going to be eight students who go, "Oh, this is so creative," and f- which is exactly what I want, and um, and three people who go, um, I'm, "I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, what the hell, I'm here anyway." So we can aim for X, mm-hmm. but whether or not we get that, we're certainly not going to get it with all the students in the class. Yeah, um, and I think even when you're teaching one to one, I want my student to feel X X, but when he when he leaves the classroom, whether or not he feels that um, is is unknown to me, and I'm not going to be able to predict exactly what the response, because it's it's psychology, right? I mean, we're yeah. talking here about how people are responding to inputs, and the input is not just the language I'm teaching; it's also my personality, how much I smile, what where I sit, yeah, and, whether there's and a blanket over me or not, and all those. Things that are completely out of our control, you know. The How much light ta- there is in the room. Yeah, the time of the day, the day of the week. Uh, whether Mr. Henderson, they just had for physics beforehand. Was friendly or not, yeah. yes, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. All right, so we, we're talking about pretty fuzzy stuff here. Yeah, and uh, I'd like to lean in a little bit to that whole distinction that you just didn't make there. Didn't I? You just breathed straight past. Oh. Well, whether we're talking about the class or one-to-one, blah, that oh. was it. You didn't pause on that point, which for oh, me is... Was that a pausable it, point? I think it's a huge point. Is it? Okay, go. Um, the, okay, you give me 10 people. Uh, 10 people, I'll, I'll charm and entertain. And you know what? There is lots of manipulative psychology in classroom teaching where if you can get the bulk of people to go along with you, the rest just end up going along because they don't have a choice. And if you can get them to go along to the point where they don't think about the fact that I'm, I'm just going along with it, it's just happening, then you don't need to worry about the 10 who aren't really into it because it's not making a difference to your classroom atmosphere. Okay. But manipulating a group into... I shouldn't say manipulating. It sounds so negative and, and evil, um. but it's... Okay. Manipulating a group, insert a better word... Uh, is completely different from managing an individual. And I, I do feel like it's it works like that. I can get a group on a certain train, track, but road, alley, lane. You can get a single thing. individual on a train track too. Maybe you can. You can't? I can't. Why? That's my question, well, Teacher Steve. Uh... uh Okay, look, a one-to-one is more of a negotiation because there's more scope for the, for the student to take control of the lesson. Yeah. But it takes a lot of confidence and 
You know, it takes a student who really knows how one-to-ones work pretty well before they start taking control. They'll they'll sit quietly and just take whatever a teacher gives for the first, I don't know, five lessons. Yes. Until they get to a point where they, they realize, oh, this teacher's allowing me to take more control of the lesson. Um, so, no, I don't... What was the... Where were we? My point is that I, I find it much harder to manage the atmosphere in a one-to-one class than I do in a classroom. To me, a, a classroom... Is a group of people, regardless of their personalities, they're all there for basically the same reason. And that might be because they've been told to go to room 7 at 10.30, or that might be because they've yeah, all they, elected they all know to know, and, yeah. to find out how to, whatever. Hmm. Whereas a one-to-one student, uh, there was no, there's no mutual uh, negotiation of purpose here. There's the one guy. Ooh, I think it's my, it's. I mean, if you've got a one-to-one student who's chosen to study with you and paid the fee or whatever, the the negotiation is actually stronger because that person has made the decision by himself. Wow, well, I, I see it as that individual has come with their very individual purpose rather than ten guys came. They all want to learn English, right? But that's all they have in common is they want to learn English. Maybe one guy uh, wants to know how to oh, tell the well, difference between a, a posturpedic bed and a something else. And another guy uh, is really annoyed about the fact that he can't understand rap music. And the other guy okay. um, uh, wants um, to be able to understand his brother-in-law. So what's the difference between that and a one-to-one student? Well, the thing that all of them have in common is they all want English. Yeah, but the one-to-one student also... No, he wants to know the posturpedic thing. Right? In English. Yeah, but he's got his very specific ideal. Does that change your lesson? I mean, it does, obviously in a content perspective. But from an atmosphere perspective, no. I mean, you, you've still got to get the student to be comfortable and creative and or whatever your atmosphere adjective goal is. Okay, uh, but my issue is that the guy who wanted to know about the posturpedic and the guy who wanted to be able to... Uh, order food they the thing they had in common was English but the thing they had different was quite different but because there's ten of them I can go for oh what do we all have in common and by using that what do we all have in common thing I can build my atmosphere around that none of us want to be bored none of us want it XYZ all of us want this okay okay I, I see what you're saying but I see it slightly differently Ooh. okay so my perspective is that if I've got a group of 10 students I can opt out of of having to control the lesson all the time by by making activities whether in pairs or groups yep, or, yep. and the interaction between them in their pairs and groups creates uh, an energy which I can't create as the teacher yes so the energy in a group is a lot more groupy, vibey. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more interaction between the students and they're having a lot of fun without me. They're, they're uh, well, regardless, it might not be fun. It might be, they're all being challenged together. They're okay, all being yes, engaged. Yes. They're but all being busy. They're all being... It's happening without me. Yeah. With a one-to-one... It's very different. It's me, right? I, I have to create all that stuff uh, because the stu- if I don't, the student's just going to sit there being whatever he is when he's alone kind of thing. Um Okay, so maybe the issue here is that I have no personality because I have great success when it's 10 and minimal success when it's 1. No, I'm not, I'm and, not so and sure. It's not just 10. It, 
I've done classes of 350. Yeah, and, and, and it's tons of fun. Yeah. I, um, I, look, I think that there are some people who really are successful with one-to-ones. They really do a great job, and I'm not one of them. Well, what is that thing? Um, What's that thing that the one-to-one teacher has that I don't as okay, a class th- teacher? Okay, this is my this is when I do do a one-to-one. My approach is. Wait, 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 sorry. There was a really puerile kids joke in there. Just didn't want to, just want to acknowledge for all the listeners who caught that. Anyway, I didn't catch it, so I'm obviously. I know not you a didn't catch kid. it, I, but it, it's a. Can can I do it again? Probably. It, okay. It's a very linguistically interesting turn of phrase too. But anyway, I I walk into the lesson with the idea that I'm going to have coffee with a friend when I'm doing a one-to-one. Oh, okay. Was that the pure all? No. Oh. <laughs> it was close enough. Okay. Um, in that situation, I, I'm in the frame of I'm just going to have a chat with... Mm-hmm. And along the way, there's an understanding that I have a, la- a linguistic advantage which I'm going to share with, with the student. With yeah. it. But I mean, we're not, we're not in a language classroom. We're in a situation where um, we're exchanging problems and solutions. And okay. So even if I've got a one-to-one student who wants writing yeah. class, we're still going to chat and look at documents and identify problems and talk about solutions, And it, but it's just a chat. Um, okay. But that's boring. I mean, you can yeah. chat, you can do that for, uh, how long do you want to have coffee with somebody? 30 minutes? Um, and but there are people who can sit in a coffee shop with friends for with a friend for four hours. Okay, so your answer then is uh, the person who is good at one to one is the person who is just good at socialising. Well, and I think that the person who's good at classes of three hundred and fifty uh, is the person who is amazing with birthday parties. Okay, um, you know crowding people into an activity, hyping them all up into everybody's going to do this and it's going to be tons of fun. Look, we're going to pass the sentence into the verb clauses. Woohoo, okay. And um, not everybody's that kind of person. Uh, <laughs> okay. I don't want to go to any birthday party you're organized, but I, you're organizing, <laughs> I, but I get I the point. I want to tell you, verb, verb, verb. Pa- well, sentence passing can be lots of fun, and if the, especially if there's a clown. Oh, and you get to, uh, you get to either, you can watch the clown fascinatedly with fascination or in a fascinated style. Yes. Um, so uh, maybe it is a personality thing, and I think that that might be a crucial issue because teaching is more about personality than oh, can I say that skill? Yeah, I guess. Okay, so I do want to acknowledge something very, very odd. The atmosphere dynamic of face-to-face and online is not transferable. As far as I'm concerned, it it just isn't. Right, I agree. Um, My students often respond to me, or at least the feedback that I get from the students, their responses are very similar to what I would get online and face-to-face. However, how I feel about the atmosphere is very, very different. I might think that, man, this class is flat, dead and terrible. Okay, look, can I interject here? (laughs) No. (laughs) I want to interject an interjection. When I'm studying a language, all all my language learning experiences, I've studied Chinese, I've studied Thai, I've studied Cambodian, I've studied Divehi, I've, I've, I've been through a whole bunch of these things, Zulu. All the ones where I'm sitting in a classroom with other people have been a failure. Okay. 
and every single one of them where I've studied one-to-one -one have been a success. Okay. So as a student, I'm not a particularly good group studier. Um, when I'm in a group, I feel like I need to defer to other people and, uh, you know, I feel like I need to start organizing people and and smooth ego issues and, uh, you know, I mean, that part of me comes out and it just gets in the way of my language learning. Okay. So I think that the the perspective of the student's response to the classroom atmosphere might depend very much on who they are and what their goals are as well. Some people do go to a class to study language because it's fun and they're with their friends. Some people go into a classroom to study language because they're in a hurry and they need the stuff done soon and they can't, they couldn't be bothered with warmers and games with points and um, and so they're going to be much happier in a one-to-one -one classroom. So I think that the response, the, the atmospheric response or whatever we want to call it from, from the individual is going to be different to how the teacher feels for sure. So how you feel about the atmosphere is is inevitably going to be different from how the students interacting with the atmosphere. Okay, well I'm then how in circles here? Yes, but so am I. Oh, so that okay. it sounds like I man, this must be an episode of Teffel Waffle again. Oh, uh, yeah. Those guys. Um, oh, self-referential circle. Anyway, it's called reflexivity. So. If I'm the teacher and I lead the class going, that was a great, that, that was great, man. That was so much fun. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, regardless, the lesson wasn't terrible. And unless I'm some kind of horrible sociopath. No, well, yes, yes and possibly no. Because, I mean, if you've had a ton of fun, it might have been at the student's expense. <laughs> I hope not, but okay. sure, but that's a possibility. That possibility exists. And um, if you've been, you've been, running around and dancing on tables and, and reciting poetry, it's possible that the students have just been sitting there doing nothing. So it's possible that you've had a ton of fun and the students haven't. So it might also depend on what you consider to be a fun, using fun. fun yeah. Um, if you think noisy and active and lots of laughing and uh, arguing and stuff is fun, and you sitting around watching the students do all that and walk out and go, man, that was fun, but you haven't actually done anything, chances are the students have had a blast. Okay. Hopefully. 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 Uh, you know, I think, I think the, the, the measure is not the atmosphere. The measure to me is how Outcomes. busy are you as a teacher. Okay. The, the, the more busy you are in a classroom, in, in terms of actual talk time in any case, I believe the less successful lessons likely to be. Okay, well, let's flip it around then. What happens when I lead the classroom going, oh, man, that was that was crap. Yeah. But the, the students say, that was great. Yeah. Well, See, I, I think for for somebody who's not a sociopath or a sadist or something, okay. if you leave saying that was great, your students are... Probably it, likely to also have yeah. had a good time too. But, yeah. But if you leave going, it was crap, it doesn't actually mean that it is. No. Because your yardstick that you're using for measuring crapness might not be the same. Also, I mean, you don't know what the students have just come from or where they're going to and, and what other kinds of quality teaching they're getting. Yeah. Um, they might be getting really good quality or not. So they might be leaving the classroom going, that was so much fun. Not because it was a fun lesson, but just because it broke. The, 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 the norm. The standard. norm of what it is that they, yes, that's right. Okay, so uh, our final summation then is atmosphere is super important. Look. And intangible. 
uh, and intangible and very difficult to gauge, impossible to measure, um, completely mystifiable in terms of quantifiability. I think I've said the same thing three times. Yeah. Uh, good. So uh, <laughs> I've got to observe this guy called Steve tomorrow, and he's, uh, he's a new teacher. He's just applied for a, a job in Troysylvania School of Thought. Okay. And at the end of it, I go, look, technically you're great, but your atmosphere is terrible. Well, that's what my phone thinks about that. <laughs> Agrees? Okay. So I say that to you. Yes. And I look at you going, why didn't I switch off my phone? Yeah. Oh. And do I really want to work here anyway? <laughs> okay. It's a weird name do I want to? Well, okay. So the thing is, on what grounds would you say that to Steve? Why would you say that the atmosphere wasn't good? You see, the, the, my answer to that would be the likelihood is that you were watching that teacher teach from the perspective of how you would have done it. And okay. that's, un that's unfair. Okay. Because the way that you teach the teach, sorry, the way that you teach the class is not necessarily the way that everybody else is going to teach it. So you've, y if you say the class was, the atmosphere wasn't very good, you'd have to be saying it from the perspective of, I watched the students and they were bored. Or, um, and then you're not okay, really. Okay, no, pause. That's, that's where I wanted you to go. So. Uh, saying something like the atmosphere was terrible is just so vague that it's essentially unhelpful. Yes. It's yes. not practical. You, you, it, g it doesn't give you anything actionable. But saying I was watching the students and they were bored, okay, it sounds a bit opinion-y, but I can say I, they I know they were engaged. bored because they were playing with their pencils. Right. They were whatever. And, and that's a very concrete statement. Well, there right? is a thing about atmosphere which you can make concrete. If you said to Steve, what was the atmosphere you were aiming for in the class? And he said, oh, I was aiming for a fun, engaged, creative classroom. And you say, well, at which point of the classroom did you allow the students to create something? And he then goes, oh, well, I was talking all the time, so actually, oh, okay. um, then, then yes, then you've got a useful piece of feedback because his goal in terms of atmosphere development has nothing in the lesson which, which actually allows that, yeah. that. So there is something actionable in that sense. Um, which, of course, it, it might it might be either how he's teaching, he didn't allow creativity, or it could simply, and in my experience in, in observing, sometimes actually the issue is he thinks creativity is what he wants, but actually that doesn't fit or gel with how he's actually teaching anyway. He doesn't really want a creative classroom. He just thinks he's that been he told, wants it. He's been told yeah. that that's a good thing yeah, too. more likely. Yes. Okay, all right. Uh, so a final th thought to just completely put a spoke in the wheel. No, not a spoke. A, a feeling a, in the atmosphere cycle. A stick in the spoke. Right. Okay. All this stuff is based on feedback from your students, right? Uh, no. What, feelings and atmosphere? Yeah, so no, no. No. Uh, knowing if you're, you have a positive or negative atmosphere, it's based on watching, oh, the oh, watching the students respond to the lesson. Yes, yeah? yes. Okay, how the hell do you do that online? When you figure it out, oh, please God. let us know. Oh, okay. All right, so in our next exciting episode, watch this space. Yeah, okay. Because okay. students always look unhappy online. I know, or no, or just don't look. <laughs> just the little black blocks. Yeah. T's and Q's. Well, well, I have a one-to-one -one student. I can see him all the time. and He looks unhappy. I've got a one-to-one -one student. I can see him all the time, and I'm shocked at how good my atmosphere is. Ooh. 
like downright just like oh, how do you do I, it? I, I left and went well that was really good and then I said that to his mum he's a young kid and his mum said yeah he's so happy yeah right and that uh, oh. that is Tepper Waffle our sponsor today is Yardsticks you use them to measure the depth of the poop that you've got yourself into under a blanket uh-huh. Tepper Waffle is proudly brought to you by Non-Stop Wafflers Tor and Steve for any questions, comments, complaints, or queries, you can email tofuwaffle at gmail.com or visit www.tofuwaffle.com. 